You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, thanks for joining us on the Lynx Podcast. Uh, it's great to have with us a guest. We're sponsored today again by Kingbird Coffee and Flyboy Donuts. Yes, uh, which is an awesome sponsor to have. Oh, it's amazing. Michael Gross and you know his family are amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a great, great place. Great folks. And, and today we're sponsored by the Chocolate Chocolate Donut. Yes. Thanks to our guest, Mr. Jeremy Risty. So yes. this is your favorite, isn't it? It is. I love. Um, I'm a chocolate guy. Yeah. Yeah. My waistline reflects that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, I can relate to that. We had a <laughs> we had a recent guest here who uh, I found out. I was like, our guest. It looks so familiar to me. I was like, why do I know this person so well? She works at B and G. Makes like, sense. Makes no, sense. Not, yeah. I, now I know. <laughs> um, but she she definitely student at Brandon Valley High School. Mm-hmm. Teacher at Brandon Valley High School. Yes. You are one of her favorite teachers. Oh, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. So. I paid her to say that, by the way. <laughs> that must be, on a teacher, on your salary, that must be quite expensive. Though. It is, yes. yes. A lot of a lot of students have said, well, Mr. Risty is my favorite teacher. She has a lot of IOUs for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, back payments. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I, I always, I've always told, uh, well, I told Matt this. I haven't told you this, but you're like kind of living out like my dream. Like my dream is to be a high school uh, history teacher. Awesome. And now you're, you're living my dream. Well, I, I appreciate that vicariously. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a great job. I, I love it. I can't imagine myself doing anything different. Yeah. When did you first get the idea that, Hey, I want to be a teacher. When did that come across? Um, you know, when I was in high school, uh, I, I knew I had kind of a passion for history. My dad was a big history guy and stuff like that. And, um, during the summers I would frequently check out like history books at the library and, you know, I was that dork and, um, uh, and I always knew I wanted to help people. Um, so I think early on those two passions just kind of merged and, um, did some, um, job shadowing when I was in high school and such. Actually, it's kind of funny. I, when I was a senior, I job shadowed with Greg Talcott, who ended up being the high school principal I worked for, for, you know, whatever, (laughs) 12, 15 years, whatever it was, I don't even know. Um, and, um, so I, I kind of got a taste there. And then when I got to school at USD, I, I just kind of said, this is, I think where I want to go. And, um, it, it, the rest, as they say, is history. Ha ha ha. <laughs> they always say stuff, don't they? Oh man. Always. I love, I love them. They're such good people. <laughs> um, yeah, same. I mean, same for me. I, I, I enjoyed that. I, I went to school and Got a degree in education, and mm-hmm. for some of the same same reasons. So that's uh, that's cool. Talk, talk to me a little bit historically. Like that's not that's more than just your job. Like it's spilled over into your after school hours. Talk about history and your role in the community of Brandon for yeah. those that don't know. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so uh, the Risty name is a little bit. I don't know if it's famous or infamous in Brandon, but it sure is long. Um, we were actually one of the founding families of Brandon. Have been here since the eighteen seventies. And um, so I kind of got connected with the Brandon Historical Society. Um, they used to um, they used to uh, um, have like a little um, 
presentation and such. And they asked me if I would do so as a, um, you know, a history teacher. And uh, so I kind of got connected with them and eventually, um, long story short, they asked me to be their president. And I was like, you guys really don't know what you're getting into. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, so they asked me to be their president and I said, sure that, yeah, that'd be great. I'd, I appreciate that. And, um, so for about the last, oh man, eight years or so, I've been president of the brain and historical society. And we've been kind of going through a few changes. We've done a few things in the community. Um, a lot of people may, may know us from the graph cabin down in pioneer park. We restored a, um, one of the, well, it's the oldest wooden structure in Brandon, um, dates back to 1870. So we, um, moved that and, um, restored that and I've opened that to the public and just trying to do a variety of things there. Yeah. Awesome. I, <clears throat> moving to Brandon just six years ago, yeah. I, I quickly became aware of that Risty name and I was uh, I was out golfing with a friend of mine, and we got partnered up with a with a Risty, and he used he he used to live. He built the house across from Casey's there. Uh, yeah, and we were talking Risty stuff, and mm -hmm. so that was your connection. Give us the lineage there, the family <laughs> history in brief. Yes, because there's so many people listening to this podcast yeah. that are new to Brandon, like me. Oh, they absolutely, have no clue. You know, and 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 um, it's it's kind of interesting. That's one of the challenges we've had of the Brandon Historical Society is there are very few people in Brandon that have roots here. You know, most people don't know. I mean, the vast majority of people in Brandon have only lived here for say five five ten years or less. You know, we've seen this explosive growth in Brandon in the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And it's really hard to get that, get people to care about a place that they don't really know the history of. And that's been our challenge as the historical society. Um, but uh, long story short, so um, there were, the Risty family came over from Norway through Decorah, Iowa, which was very common for a lot of Norwegian um, immigrants. They would, they came into Chicago, trained to Decorah, and then basically walked or rode from there to, to this area. And, um, so there was, um, several siblings, six, seven siblings. Um, several of the siblings stayed in Brandon and two brothers went off to Springfield, which is basically by, um, good earth state park today. So my great, great grandfather, his farm was good earth state park. So all the Risties in Brandon are like my, you know, second or third cousins, however many removed. So like a lot of the people who are in Brandon today, a lot of the Risties in Brandon today, their, their great, great grandfathers or whatever. And my great, great grandfather were brothers. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you're, you aren't like you're, a, I mean, you all came together. Correct. But Good Earth, Springfield. Correct. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So, or excuse me, Springdale. I apologize. Springdale. Springdale. Yeah. Springdale yeah. So like Springdale Lutheran Church and stuff like that, that was donated by my family. Okay. Um, and then Gooder State Park over the years and things like that. So, yeah. So some deep roots. What was the draw to this area? Obviously the rivers coming, yep. a lot of the forestry was, yep. was a draw. Yep. Was there anything else beyond that that drew the, the Risties and others to the Brandon area? Um, you know, the, the river was the big one. Um, and the, the river with river, um, comes not only fresh water, which was in short supply in the Great Plains, very arid. And then you also have, um, access to wood. Um, along the riverbanks, which was also very uncommon um, during the area, during the time period. Access to fri of fresh fish, mussels, things like that, um, which we wouldn't know it today, but the, a lot of people, like if you look at the diaries, um, they talk about how the Big Sioux River was so clear that you could like, you know, see five feet down and you could, you know, be yeah. noodling, which is like, you know, fishing with your hands, you know, um, you could do that. And um, uh, so not, not like today. 
right? <laughs> different, yeah, very yeah. different. Um, but it was, uh, but it was also close to, relatively close to Sioux Falls, um, relatively close to the borders of Iowa and Minnesota, relatively near um, train lines. When Brandon really started, I guess taking off for that, I guess that's it might be a little little strong because it was. I mean, Brandon was 500 people until about 1965. Yeah, right. Super small. Yeah. And um, so really, I mean, when the train line came through, that's when we saw some modest growth as well. But it really wasn't until the interstate highway system that we really saw, um, you know, the population begin to grow. The banks came to Sioux Falls, kind of, you know, the bedroom community type feel kind of happened, yeah. you know, where people would work in Sioux Falls, live in Brandon. And we've only seen that grow, obviously, in the last, again, 10, 15 years, especially. Yeah, it's amazing to to think that Brandon really isn't even as a as an incorporated city. Yeah, is not even fifty years old. Correct. And but it's been there's been people living in our neighborhood going back one hundred and fifty years. Correct. Yep. I uh, I saw yep. the you know you know Brandon Lutheran celebrated their hundred and fiftieth yeah <laughs> birthday. It was like one hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah, it's a little I, deceiving. Yeah, it's a little deceiving. Yeah. So we're we're kind of kind of newcomers then very much so Mo most of brain in is yeah we're newcomers you know historically oh very much so yeah, yeah. I, I uh i think that sometimes i i talk about this idea that we're you know a lot of us in our culture today we're, we're born on third base think we had a triple yeah oh absolutely you know and i even my generation you know i i think you know talk about younger generation you're mm -hmm. in contact with the younger generation yeah. every day um but but to think about us even in our in our generation mm -hmm. as being newcomers yeah to this uh this part of the world really yeah yep so very much so good perspective uh talk a little bit about your family jeremy now you yeah. you have your own family that you're growing and, yes and uh, talk a little bit about your family and so my wife becca um who's a saint um, and, uh, she's a nurse practitioner at Sanford. Um, she does women's health and, um, super proud of the work she does. She's a very caring individual and, uh, been, been blessed to be her partner in life for the last 21 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have three children. Um, uh, my oldest Anna is a senior and she's going to go to USD and be a um, English teacher. She wants to study English education. And then, um, my son Thomas is a sophomore. And um, not sure exactly what what he's going to do. He's kind of the wild card. He, he doesn't really know, but um, he's a football player. Um, does um, um, orchestra as well, and it does orchestra. My oldest, um, and then my youngest is a freshman, and um, uh, he she is um, uh, she's Emma, and uh, uh, she's interested in medical, um, but she uh, is just a little Spitfire, and she's kind of your stereotypical youngest. She's kind of you know a little honorary sometimes. <laughs> Um, but th they're all just tremendous blessings. They're, they're really, really good kids. So we've been pretty, pretty fortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it's a good parent. Sounds like, well, well, one of them, thank God for my wife. Okay. <laughs> well, I do the same. Yeah. Mm, no kidding. I, I, uh, to uh, use a, to use a football analogy, mm. uh, I like you outkick my coverage. Oh, totally outkick my coverage. Yeah. 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 I didn't even. Absolutely. <laughs> it, I didn't even, but I didn't get a fair catch. It was like, you know, it was so far over the head. Like, like I'm just gonna let go. that one go. Yeah, that's going in the end zone. Yeah, <laughs> get started on the twenty. That's right. That's right. That's right. Or is it the twenty-five now? I think. It, I don't even know. Is it? It's the twenty-five. Yeah, yeah twenty-five. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, we, we were right. Our, our producer, our producer, <laughs> yeah. helping us with that. <laughs> I love watching you on the sidelines. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I'm a football coach, football guy. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I love watching you work at the sidelines with uh, the other coaches. Mm. Talk a little bit about your involvement in the Brandon community as a football coach. Um, not something I think that you would say, um, you don't have to do that, mm -hmm. but you you do it. Mm -hmm. Like you're involved. Why, why football? Talk about that involvement and how you're involved and what you do. Yeah. So um, I've been a volunteer assistant for the program for, there'll be 17th season uh, coming up here this next season. Um, so I've been doing this for 16 years now, uh, full seasons, and, and the next year will be 17. Um, I uh, coach mostly defensive line, especially defensive ends. It's kind of kind of nice because, you know, we have quite a few defensive linemen, so it's nice to be able to break up because as we, you know, Coach C and I have talked about, um, you know, defensive tackles, defensive ends really don't have the same jobs. They're kind of different guys, different athletes, different responsibilities. So it's kind of nice being able to break up um, like that. Um, you know, I, I, I love the game of football and, um, I've been, uh, coaching ever since I started teaching and, uh, um, it, I, I just think that coaches have such a, um, impact on kids and, um, I think you can reach kids in a different way, um, and, uh, kind of influence their lives a little bit differently than you can inside the classroom. I think, um, you, you know, coaches have a, a way of reaching some of those kids that might not necessarily respond in the same environment, like in a classroom. Um, so it's kind of a way to kind of marry those ideas of, you know, a love for a sport, but also use that sport to build better people. Um, and still, you know, I, I mean, we've talked about this coach C and I've talked about this quite a bit, you know, like football is a great game. It's like one big chess match that's constantly evolving and it's the greatest team sport. You have to get all 11 guys on the same page or it's not going to turn out well for you. And that's the whole goal of a football team is to get all those guys on the same page. And, um, I just, I, I, it's just a really fun sport that I just, uh, have a real passion for. Um, I don't know if I'm any good at it, but, um, I, I really enjoy it. And, um, um, it's just a, it's awesome to be able to, to do that. And they, they help me hang around and feel like I'm important. Uh, <laughs> volunteer <laughs> is code for, we can't pay you what you're worth, <laughs> but we're willing to take a bet that you love it enough that you'll do it for free. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, it's even, fun. you know, with that, with that ridiculous salary that the historical society pays you. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dollar, dollar bills. Yeah. yeah I understand. <laughs> you got to feed the family. right? I know. I know. Take one for the team. <laughs> Literally in this case, I guess. I, I get it. I'm the same, yeah. I'm the same, same situation. Yeah. So that's cool that you get to, you get to really, you know, live out your your purpose and you get to be a part of that with mm. uh with with high school kids and yeah maybe in another podcast we can go a little bit more into you know some of that football stuff but sure. uh, i appreciate what you do i've seen appreciate it that. seen the uh, seen the impact uh, certainly around our community um what does community mean to you where mm -hmm. this purpose of this podcast and the purpose of sharing it with others is to build community just one conversation at a time what what's community for you jeremy mm. How do you define it? How do you, how do you? Yeah, I think um, community, in my opinion, is everybody kind of pulling in the same direction and that's for the betterment of each other. Um, I think, unfortunately, sometimes it's very um, common in today's society where, um, you know, people um, come home from their work, they open up their garage door, they shut their garage door, and then they forget about everything else in the outside world. And then, you know, you never see them again. And I think that um, there's so much that can and should be done outside of that, outside of the walls of your home or church or business or whatever the case may be. So I think it's it, a community to me is just getting people to pull in the same direction for the betterment of all. 
Um, and, you know, I mean, you can see that, uh, you know, in the, the relationship the city has with the school. I mean, I think we have a great relationship together. I think you see it in the, um, you know, in the way, in my own experiences, in the way the, the city and, and, and you know, the, the historical society kind of work together to try to tell the story yeah. of a community. Like, as you mentioned, people might not necessarily be familiar with or, um, you know, um, I'm also involved in the in the Brandon Valley Optimist Club where we, you know, fund programs that that help youth in a variety of ways and, um, you know, sponsor programs and things of scholarship in essay programs mm -hmm. and whatever else. Um, so I think it's just trying to get to improve the lives of everybody so that everybody can win. Everybody can yeah. participate. Everybody has a say. Um, and just generally moving forward together as a, as a community, yeah. as a group, as a people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a great vision. I, I believe that. And I believe everybody wants that. Yeah. And I believe everybody needs that. And, mm -hmm. and, and our job, you know, as people in the community is to help others, like you said, helping others see that mm -hmm. and then move in that direction yeah so, absolutely well this has been a treat i think we've we've at least taken a step closer to helping others understand a little bit more about brandon yeah and, uh, i hope so you know maybe on another podcast we'll talk about you know defensive football and, you know <laughs> topics the four of, three versus the three four <laughs> yeah you see i, I was a center so oh. i i I'm a, i hate the three four. Oh, because i mean anytime you get somebody like barreling down your like i hate that oh yeah I mean, you. Look I have a hard job. Or, Centers have a hard job. Uh, absolutely. And and then you got to have then you have a big old, you know, foul smelling, <laughs> uh, unconscionably large human being yeah. breathing down your neck with no job other than to make your life miserable yeah, with harmful intentions. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I was. Uh, we were talking. <laughs> Anyway, we won't. That's another. That's another that's podcast. Another, I'm, I think I'm up to like five podcasts now. Yeah. So, well, thank cheers. you. Cheers. Yes. Thank so, you. Appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Flyboy Donut. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!